Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Bulls Sports Ethos Coverage Show. I am your host Keith Cork and I am here joined by my good buddy and co-host Trey Hill to break down for you a uh, exciting, somewhat exciting here, 110 to 116 loss. Uh, the Bulls fall to the Memphis Grizzlies, who just played absolutely lights out. Uh, fun to see this, these two teams uh, face off against each other. Anyways, Trey, John Morant, man, this guy is just, uh, he does, I know Stacey King said it earlier, but he does give you some Derrick Rose vibes. What do you think, man? Especially after that 360 layup, or, or not yeah. even quite full 360, but especially after that super athletic layup. He definitely gave the, the it was not even job, but the whole team, you know, not necessarily a lot of knockdown three-point shooters, but it's your star point guard driving into the lane, and when he's not making the basket, you've just got two bigs down there rebounding the ball and putting it back. The Grizzlies were able to rebound 35% of the shots they missed tonight. Just absolutely unreal. Uh, I think Adams finished with like 21 rebounds. I don't have it. Yeah, 21 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, five offensive rebounds for Kyle Anderson. So, yeah. While Jaw reminded me of Derrick Rose, a lo- just a lot of just watching the Grizzlies play kind of just it reminded me of you know the the. Noah Days and Taj Gibson out there just kind of cleaning up Derrick Rose's messes whenever he would miss. And Jaw ja didn't miss a lot, but mm-hmm. when he would, they were they were right there to put it right back in. Well, Trey, it's hard to miss when you're uh, getting you know layups pretty much uncontested at the rim over and over again off the pick and roll. But uh, before we break this down for you guys, you are listening to the Sports Ethos Show. I uh, I want to go ahead and remind you listeners to take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy <clears throat> BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. Uh, man, uh, nice to have a little hiatus there, uh, Trey, because I was feeling a little under the weather for a while, but I think I'm back here. I, my, my voice is uh, still a little crackly, but... Uh, Finally over this cold has been kicking my butt, man. So uh, excited to, to break down some more Bulls basketball. I know we didn't have a breakdown for you guys last game, but um, ha- happy to break this one down for you. But, yeah, the, the pick and roll here with uh, John Morant and Steven Adams, I mean, they just kept going to it. Uh, and, and Or Aaron Jackson Jr. Um, you know, just kept going to it over and over and over again. Something we've been harping on, man, and, and I don't know what the answer is. I still don't know what the Bulls can throw at this with being down Lonzo and being down Caruso and being down Patrick Williams. Not a great solution here for Billy Donovan to turn to, obviously. Um, I just want to see him get more creative with with what we have here uh, when teams just pick us apart with this over and over again. I mean, it's just it, it's become the recipe to destroy the Bulls uh, on the defensive end, and we just have no answer for it, right? I thought they did a better job in the second half, kind of disrupting it on the back end a little bit. Having Derek Jones Jr. in there a little more, uh, Tristan Thompson 
got to play 16 minutes tonight. Uh, like Vucevic still played 31 minutes, but Tristan Thompson had 16 and Derek Jones Jr. had 19. So while the Bulls don't really have a traditional power forward type, those two guys are not really those two, but Derek Jones Jr. really kind of played that power forward type. And I think having him do that and be be that that rim protector on the back end, because they were pulling Vooch out in that pick and roll. So I I thought Billy Donovan and I thought the team did a, a decent job in trying to adjust, you know, bringing the effort level. Um, Zach went under a screen a couple times. I know I remember one specific. He went under the screen and Jaw just pulled right up on him for three. And he didn't go under screens the next couple times after that. So there were, there's a lot to the pick and roll. I thought the, Bull, the Bulls did pretty well with it, but I – Again, Lonzo and Caruso make make a huge difference if they're the ones involved in the pick and roll defense. Yeah, I can't wait to get you guys back, man. I was um, posting on Twitter and saying, you know, I, I wish I could see Lonzo Ball and Caruso shutting down John Morant here. Uh, he's not going to score a career high 46. I don't think if if Caruso and Lonzo Ball are playing in this game. But as it was, uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I want to say. Oh, gosh, over 50 percent of his shots were at the rim tray and pretty much uncontested. Uh, I mean, I, I can remember, you know, at least a dozen layups off the top of my head where he just went to the other side of the rim and there was just nobody there to really uh, contest the shot. It's just it's it's a little bit frustrating. But again, um, being down all these bodies, I just don't don't know if there's a correct answer here. Um, that I'm looking for from Billy Donovan. I don't have the answers, so I can't really criticize him too much. Uh, I know I've said in the past I'm going to try different things. I do think they did a better job in the second half, like you said, though. You got something to say? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, uh, I was really just going to point out that the Grizzlies have been one of the best teams in the NBA this year. The defense that they play with, it's it's very physical, and the refs let them get away with a lot early on that mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't seem like the bulls were getting away with as much in the first quarter, but as the game went on, it, they did seem to swallow their whistles a little bit more for the bulls. So it all evens out in the end, but I, I think the bulls kind of were surprised by how physical they were. Cause it just, it seemed like, I mean, I don't know if it's even physical or just kind of the, uh, the tightness of the defense. Memphis just came out and made everything difficult for the Bulls. And tradition, you know, throughout the year, the Bulls have been able to get quality looks. It's one of the reasons, you know, they, they lead the league in three-point percentage, even though they don't take very many, because they're always taking open looks. You know, DeMar's yeah. always able to use his footwork to get open looks. And the Grizzlies just made everything hard tonight. I yeah, think that's he why was... you see Io go, you know, Io didn't get a point. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, DeRozan was crowded every single time he took a shot. I mean, it was really good defense on DeRozan, I felt like. Um, of course, in the past, in other games, so the, the refs haven't been consistent because in this game they weren't calling uh, most of the fouls that he's been getting all season. So that was obviously frustrating. And uh, obviously, DeMar DeRozan gets ejected after two technical fouls, uh, gets ejected on the last play of the game where it was a foul. I mean, we saw the replay a couple times. 
Um, borderline. I mean, you know, it could have gone either way, I felt like. Um, but in this kind of crunch time situation and, uh, you know, he's going to the basket and the guy's got his arm. There's clearly contact on that play. Uh, I don't know how you don't call that a foul in the, at the NBA level. I think it's called a foul all the time on the NBA level for guys like LeBron James and and what have you. So uh, I get why he was it does, but with the way the with the way the game had been officiated, I wasn't I I did not feel it, I didn't feel consistent. super yeah I didn't feel super way, cheated yeah it was consistent with the way it had been it had been officiated and, and Demar didn't do a incredible job adjusting obviously he had a huge fourth quarter and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute obviously too but he didn't do a good job adjusting to the physicality of the play I think that it really bothered him uh, it really bothered Vooch I felt like. I didn't feel like Vooch really played very well today. Um, but you were talking about – you brought up Tristan Thompson. I want to talk about him for a minute because uh, I usually talk about, you know, single game plus minus not meaning much. But I think this this one just sticks out to me, and it means a lot because he's a plus 14 in this game. He's the highest on the team. Uh, the next closest is plus nine with Kobe White. Uh, pretty much everything – all of our starters obviously are in the negatives, and uh, we could talk all day about the context of that, <clears throat> and I don't think there's a whole lot you can take for that. But this passes my eye test, Trey, so I do want to say that this is um, something where I wish Tristan Thompson – would have gotten more than 16 minutes. I was hoping he'd get at least 20, 25 tonight because of the way that the, like you said, the Grizzlies play with their physicality and their activity on the boards. The activity on the offensive boards is something as a dimension of the game. And we talked about this before when he picked him up, Trey. You, you mentioned it yourself. It's a dimension of the game that the Bulls just don't have. And his activity on the offensive boards is something that really gave the Memphis Grizzlies problems and it prevented them from being able to, you know, get the board and look up the floor and get that outlet pass and get easy transition buckets. So I would like to see him play more than 16 minutes. What about you? Yeah, I've I've said from the beginning of the season, I'd like to see Vooch uh, around 28 minutes. So, you know, if he played three less minutes, give you know, that lets Thompson right at 19. You know, you can give him – you can find another minute for him to get him up to 20. But to me – I think that's about the ideal amount for him because he comes in, he gets to just go a hundred miles an hour and he gave the bulls exactly what they needed tonight. And it was great to see. I hope he continues to have this level of success he's had in these first two games, because you pointed it out perfectly the way he was able to force the Grizzlies to, to gain rebound and not be able to get out and run the Grizzlies. I don't have the transition numbers yet because it's just too early, but they were able to get out so much in transition, it felt like. They were always running, whether it was off of misses or makes. They were always trying to push the pace, and it was it was nice having Tristan Thompson around. I Bradley was Bradley was serviceable for the, the first half of the season, but I think you can, you can really see the difference already between the two. And I think the Bulls, um, you know, the Bulls, use their I think it's the biannual exception on Tristan Thompson uh, to sign him, which is an effort here because they're going to be able to give him more money uh, in the offseason, I believe, if they want to keep him around. I think that's a smart idea. This guy's um, I think he's 30, 30 years old, if I recall correctly. So he's right in the middle of his prime. Not only that, but it also yeah. let us give him an extra 200,000, which compared to another him, team offering right? him the minimum. Right. So, you know, Brooklyn might have been calling, you know, the Bucks have been mm-hmm. looking for big. So a lot of teams were going to be looking for him. So I think it was a, seeing the value he's already added. Um, smart move by AK. Yeah, a little early, 
to call it. Yeah, obviously, you know, definitively yet, but so far, so good for sure. Um, so yeah, Ayota Sumu, no points at all. Uh, 22 minutes. He only played 22 minutes, which is a little bit shocking to me. Uh, three turnovers. He did get a couple steals, three assists, a couple rebounds. I was a little bit surprised that I didn't see more Ayota Sumu on John Morant. Um, any idea why that didn't happen more? Because I felt like he was, you know, doing a decent job. I'm not really sure. I I didn't even I I didn't notice like I noticed when he didn't when he wasn't guarding him, but I didn't I didn't even think about looking to see like who he was guarding or what was what the situation even was. Mm. So I don't know why, especially considering how much he he relished guarding Trey Young in the game before. But mm-hmm. I do think the Grizzlies' defense between their length, their talent, and just the way they fly around the court, those a couple of those turnovers for Iowa were pretty. They were pretty rough looking, and I think I think that's just part of the rookie. You know, maybe not the rookie wall, but the game had seemed to slow down for him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe with this competition level ramping up, maybe it was just. Uh, you know, sometimes a lot of people play podcast. I play with a podcast at 1.2. So, you know, maybe it was just a little bit, the game was just a little bit faster for IO than it has been these last few games. And Billy Donovan saw the opportunity to give Derek Jones Jr. some more minutes or Kobe White who played 35 minutes. Yeah. I was going to say Kobe's looks like the one that got the, the biggest benefit there. Cause he uh, ended up playing 35 minutes and he had a very good game too. So uh, don't necessarily disagree with that because the Bulls did need that offensive push, uh, especially at the end there. So big fourth quarter run, Trey. Uh, obviously, the Bulls were down, uh, you know, big time. They've been down basically double digits the whole game. But in that fourth quarter, they cut it to uh, – they tied it up, I believe, right? They tied it up um, and saw some good things there, man. But I think the biggest thing that we saw was the increase in the defensive intensity – uh, and getting out and getting our own transition buckets. So um, I think, like you said, you, get, you gave the Bulls their flowers for guarding that pick and roll a little bit better in the second half. Um, that was definitely part of it. Uh, another part of it, maybe just um, a little bit of the, the Memphis, you know, John Morant and, and Memphis's youth kind of showing, and, and they didn't take great shots, uh, I felt like at times, and turned the ball over. And so the Bulls really capitalized and made this a, a, a exciting game. And we had, we saw DeMar DeRozan. I don't know how many points uh, he had in the fourth. He had quite a few of his points in the fourth, though, for sure. Right. I'm not sure how many. The the run, If I remember correctly, the run started after Jaron Jackson Jr. got that technical. I think, I think he got a technical, mm-hmm. and then he went to the bench. So besides that pick-and-roll defense ramping up, I thought the Bulls did a really good job of boxing out and gang rebounding and making sure that the Grizzlies were only getting the one shot there whenever they were making their run. They were getting the ball and then they were being they were able to get down and get into their offense. And that was that was really key. Being able to go on that huge run because even early in the game when the Bulls would get stops, it those offensive rebounds, it just sucked the life out of the team, it seemed like. So buckling down on the defensive end just all the way from the pick and roll defense to finishing out the defensive possession with the rebound. I thought I thought it was really encouraging to see the Bulls just kind of buckle down and and hang in this game. And they've they've done that all season. I know that's something we should expect from this team, but again, the the Grizzlies, they play tough. They are they are not a fun team to go against. And being down 16 in the fourth quarter and to still grind it out, that's I know the Bulls lost this game, but I I don't feel terrible about this loss. 
They gave themselves a chance, man. They really did. Um, Zach Levine was just insane tonight. Uh, one guy that really dealt with the physicality of the Memphis Grizzlies defense well was Zach Levine. I loved what I saw of Zach Levine tonight. He looked healthy, uh, Trey. He looked – I almost called you Zach. He looked healthy, Zach. Uh, Zach Wait, looked I mean, healthy, We talked Trey. about Jaw and his athleticism. <laughs> yeah. Z- you mentioned Zach being able to play through what Memphis brings on the defensive end. It just seems like he, he glides through the air. He's mm-hmm. – well, he was absorbing. He was the, driving, absorbing the contact, finishing over guys like Stephen Adams. Yeah. Like he, you know, it was it was great to see because we've seen him do that stuff in the past. That's exactly what I want, what I want to see out of Zach Levine. I'll point out, um, it was coming down the stretch last minute of the game. I saw, you know, Zach Levine. It was like the last 28 seconds or so. He grabbed the rebound and went full court and went straight at. Um, I can't remember who it was. But, one on four. Yeah, he one on four and drew one. a foul. One on four. He just forced the issue, man. Um, that knee is obviously feeling good. So, you know, that's some good news that we can take away from this, even though it's a loss tonight. Uh, and it was going to be a tough game anyways. I'm not really even upset at the loss. I'm, I'm more upset at how they played through the first, you know, two quarters, basically. The third and fourth quarter, I felt like they they did play they played decently. Um, the first and second quarter were just uh, – it, it, it was hard to watch, honestly. It, it didn't feel like uh, – I think part of it was – the refing and then part of it was the bulls getting frustrated about the refing and then they weren't playing in their game and then the grizzlies were just playing great i mean give the grizzlies their credit uh they deserve to win this game so you know i'm not glad that they won i want the bulls to win but i'm not like like you know i, I don't feel like the bulls let one slip away here H- how about you no not at all we it was like watching the bulls just get punched in the mouth mm-hmm. just right just right in the mouth and then like you said, the, when the Bulls kind of punched back, it seemed like they got the whistle a little bit there early, and the frustration set in. But the Bulls continued to battle. I think they went into halftime down seven, and I messaged a Buddy and said I was, I felt like the Bulls should be down more than that. So to be able to come back, make this a one possession game with less than a minute to go, that that's a that's a hard fought victory against a team that's that's now 22 games over 500. Like that, the Memphis Grizzlies are one of the best teams in the league. The Bulls shorthanded went toe to toe with them, and they came up a little short. But you know it happens. You're not going to win them all. Couple things. Uh, so so yeah, you know that's a good way to look at things. Couple things that concern me, uh, Trey. Bulls were 12 and 15 against teams 500 or better coming into this one. Obviously, like you just said, Memphis Grizzlies way above 500. So they are now 12 and 16 against teams 500 or better. Does that concern you? It concerns me a little bit, um, just a little bit, because like you said, we've been shorthanded all season. I think once we get fully healthy, that's a totally different story. I think we can't, we don't, don't need to blow this out of proportion. Um, but I am a little bit concerned uh, that, you know, that we're not able to hang with the better teams, right? I'm with you in the sense of I'm not worried yet because we've been so shorthanded. Missing three of your, you know, key, what, six guys probably in the rotation? Seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So to me, I'm – I'm glad that the Bulls are able to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. You know, the teams that are under 500, they're clearly dominating given the record that they have. So I would like to see the Bulls kind of play a little bit better against the top teams. But the fact that they aren't going, aren't playing against the healthier teams in the league, playing as well against the healthier teams in the league, it's, it's whatever to me. I, I'm, I'm ready. I hate to say like I'm ready for the playoffs to get here because the bull, you know, there's so much t- 
to find out seating wise, but I'm ready for the Bulls to get healthy is really where I'm at with it. Because until the Bulls get healthy, we've seen this team without Lonzo, without Caruso, without Patrick Williams. They are one of the best teams in the East, but they're probably a tier below a real contender. Yeah, um, I don't disagree, Trey. Um, Another thing that's concerning me a little bit here is uh, Vucevic and his struggles from deep. 0 for 5 tonight from the three-point land. Uh, I think he was shooting 29% over the last 20 games last time I checked, so that that probably dropped, obviously, to uh, something like 26 27% from three. Um, You know, I I don't necessarily want him shooting a ton of them. Shooting five threes is – I mean, if he's open, I mean, sure, that's fine. I I don't think that's, like, a a terrible amount. He's not shooting, like, eight, nine, ten. But uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we need to – have less Vooch threes in our offense. Is that something we need to like focus on or does he just need to figure I, it out? And shoot I, I do prefer usually when he takes less threes and that's something we've seen as he's had his successful run. That being said, in a game like tonight going against a big, like Steven Adams, he was getting wide open three point shots. Mm-hmm. And I know he has been cold. He's been cold all year. For the most part, unless, you you know, he, he'll he have his hot, you know, three or four game stretches where he's hot. But over the course of the year, he's been pretty cold. But over his career, he's been above average, above the break. So to me, if he, if he could have knocked down even one of those, it would have been, you know, it would have been huge for this team going down the stretch. So there are situations where I want him to shoot five and tonight would have been one of those. So I. While I'm not concerned about it tonight, I I would like to see him actually make a few of them in the next couple games. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? A few points. Um, I will say that that Big Bulls uh, fourth quarter tray won me some money tonight. I had a little uh, three play action here on uh, Thrive. I had uh, oh my goodness, it just went away. Here it is. I had Zach Levine over 27.5 points and assists. DeMar DeRozan, over 41.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And I had to pair that with Laurie Markkinen, uh, over 13.5 points, and he had 23 tonight. So uh, that wins me. Uh, oh, no, they took it away from me. Oh, no, DeMar DeRozan finished at 41. I'm just looking at it now. They must have taken some away from him somewhere. Oh, no, Ooh. that sucks. Uh, well, anyways, uh, I almost hit a big parlay tonight uh, for, for uh, $10 for $62 on our new partner, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, at Sports Ethos, we have our partner here, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your pl- props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos TFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. Um, so Trey, I, I I've been listening. Uh, you know, you know me. I like to listen to NBA news and everything all day, uh, every day, because that's just my life. And uh, I've been listening to these, uh, you know, big pundits over at uh, ESPN, over at SiriusXM, start to mention Demar Derozan as a front runner uh, for the MVP award. Uh, you've got Stephen A. Smith saying such things. You've got um, some guys over at SiriusXM. I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, uh, Geltseiler and, and some other people. They're saying, uh, you know, what DeMar DeRozan has done with that uh, streak of eight games at 35 points or more and uh, 50% or better from the field, you know, better than Wilt Chamberlain, better than Michael Jordan ever did. They're saying that now um, definitely one of the top candidates. So it's kind of interesting to see 
the uh, you know conversation change on a nation national level, right? We've always been on that Demar Derozan bandwagon, but uh, are you buying or selling that Demar Derozan is a top candidate now for MVP? I mean, I'm selling the fact that he's the favorite, mm-hmm. like Stephen A. Smith said. I I really do believe it's narrative wise, you can make the case for Demar, and depending on how the season unfolds. You know, you might be able to make that case even better. But right now, I I think the it's a clear three man race between Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. And I love Demar. I love what Demar's done. And it, if you look at just the shooting and just the scoring and the value added there, he's clearly the MVP. And just um, even in the, like in terms of clutchness, I think in the fourth quarter, he's probably right up there with Chris Paul putting up some of the best numbers in the league. Again, this is off the top of my head. Don't kill me if it's wrong, but I I think he's I think he's firmly number four to me. And to, seeing him brought up on a national level, I think it is fantastic. But I I don't want to I hate to see Stephen A. Smith and these other people say he's the front runner and he's the favorite and he's the guy we need to be thinking is the MVP because. What happens in two weeks when that's not the case? Are we gonna? T- are they gonna tear Demar Derozan down? Like, don't build him up. Don't build him up to tear him down. Just let's just enjoy the MVP race. He's one of the front runners. He's one of the you know handful of best players in the world, and he should be on every ballot. Yeah, I think you're crazy if you don't think he's a, at least a top five um, MVP candidate. Uh, I would say top three for me, maybe. I would probably put him above Giannis. I think Giannis has had a, a another incredible season. Uh, I just think DeMar DeRozan's had uh, an even more incredible season than Giannis. So, you know, you don't have to be – it's not that one is bad and one is good. One is just a little bit better than the other to me. Uh, and so I'm taking DeMar over Giannis. So he's in my top three. But – uh, he had 13 points inside its fourth quarter, by the way. King of the fourth uh, continues 5 of 11 from the field in the fourth quarter. Uh, just getting these numbers here now. Uh, a block. He did have a big block there, an assist and three rebounds. So um, just just an incredible season from DeMar. It's a delight to watch this guy you know, lace him up every night, go out there and, and play for my bullies, man. It's uh, a real treat. Speak, speaking yeah. of numbers coming in, um, pop quiz for you, Keith. Mm-hmm. How many of percentage wise? So how many of Memphis's Memphis of uh, the Grizzlies shots did they take at the rim? Oh gosh, it has to be. Um, I'm gonna guess 45 percent. Ooh, really close. 44. Okay. What about uh, what about the Bulls? Oh, it has to be like probably 26. 26. Ooh, way off, buddy. Uh-huh. The Bulls actually shot a higher percentage than the really? Grizzlies. Really. Forty-eight percent. I was at, I was surprised by you too. I, really? I was hoping you would go under. That's why I tried to casually throw the the bulls <laughs> in there. I knew if I was like so weird random stat, you'd know something was up. Forty-six yeah, percent at the rim, huh? Hmm. Forty-eight. The bulls took forty-eight percent of their shots at the rim. Yeah, only only converted at a forty-eight percent rate. Yeah. Memphis converted at a fifty percent rate, but neither team were able to convert well at the rim, but. They just constantly attacked, and the Grizzlies were able to take better advantage of the offensive boards thanks to their size. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising, a little bit surprising. Um, I'm trying to look at uh, – I wanted to see the fast break points, which are – we're just getting this stuff now, so you have to bear with me now. Uh, actually, you know what? 
I've got screen assist points up here. I want to see uh, where, where did Mr. Uh, Steve Nandams? He only got two. Only two screen assist points. Oh, wait, this is the fourth quarter. No, wait, this is all the quarters. Only two, really? I, I see in transition. I don't know what it was for the game, but per 100 possessions, Memphis added 4.5 points in transition this game, while Chicago added 6.1. So it looks like Chicago was better in transition off those numbers from cleaning the glass, but they're a little... They're a little convoluted for my brain to understand at 11 o'clock at night right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, hold on, I had I just had it up here and, I, and then I went away because I was like trying to think, look at something else. Okay, fast break points. They had 10 and the Bulls had 15. Bulls had more fast break points too. Uh, I think a lot of those came in the fourth quarter though. I'm I'm interested to see in the fourth quarter how many fast break points they had here. They had 14. No, no, I'm sorry. Four of there. Okay, so they did actually have more. Hmm, that's interesting. The stats surprise you sometimes. Sometimes you go, "What, really?" Um, so we'll have to dig more into that stuff, obviously. But uh, no, it's at least it was an entertaining games night. Um, what do you got? Oh, I was gonna say it makes sense though. The Bulls were running, trying to play catch up. They, you know, they were down 16 points at one point, and they were down nine points at the end of the first quarter. It's not like it was a close game throughout. So the Bulls, I felt like they were. Every chance they got to run and try and get an easy bucket, they were trying to take advantage of just to try and catch up. Yeah, for sure. But um, like I said, I think the good tonight, uh, Zach Levine played well. DeMar DeRozan is still incredible. Um, made it interesting. Tristan Thompson really, I think I think he's going to be a really key piece once we're all healthy. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic in a 15 to 20 minute roll a night. Um, can't wait to have freaking Lonzo Ball and Alex Crusoe back, man. They would have made such a big difference in tonight's game, but it is what it is. Bulls lose. Uh, we move to uh, some some kind of st- uh, standings here. We're in second now, a game behind the Heat, who I believe did win tonight. So uh, 39 and 22 on the season, the Bulls are now. The Bulls do get the Heat on Monday. So, Trey, we got a big one on Monday coming up. I will be able to watch that one. I've got a busy week, though. We're wrapping up our basketball season for the uh, city here. So uh, I had seven games today. Oh, my gosh, sitting through fifth and sixth grade girls games and uh, just, like, wishing I, I wasn't. But uh, it's all good, man. Monday I'll be able to watch that game. Thursday might be a little difficult. We do play the Hawks on Thursday as well. Uh, just smoke them so hopefully we'll smoke them again uh, didn't quite smoke them actually it was, it was a pretty close game but but we beat them so hopefully we'll beat them again so that's a couple uh, another tough uh tough more a few more tough games coming up here trey and we've got a tough schedule we talked about that uh before the break you know before we came back from the break so it doesn't get any easier here does it no and that's one of the reasons i was hoping the bulls were going to be able to steal this one tonight but Hopefully they can get some wins against some Eastern Conference opponents and get some space between them and the Heat, especially if they can beat the Heat. It'd be nice because I think the Heat have pretty much all their guys back right now. Yeah, um, the Heat are healthy and uh, the Heat are rolling, and so we need to to try to put a stop to that. I would love a win over the, the Miami Heat. I think that would be a big statement game. Um, and hopefully we get Lonzo Ball and Crusoe back soon. I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but uh, we'll have to look into that. But uh, it's it's coming in the next you know few two, three, four weeks here, I would think. So uh, the Calvary is coming. We just got to hang on a little bit longer here. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, before we do sign off, 
I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock pause match bonuses there as well. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith And Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And don't forget to follow the show, guys. It is at Ethos Bulls. At Ethos Bulls. Go follow us there. Until next time, let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.